Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. After your baby, your body is recovering from both pregnancy and giving birth. Your partner may be wondering when you will be cleared for sex once again, or you may even be the one ready to get things going on, but you're not sure how to do it safely and comfortably after having your baby. So when can you have sex again, and what can you expect? You are listening to Newbies. He's gorgeous. Um, it's a girl. Surprise! The whole family's here! So when are you having the next one? It's just poop. Ready for another? Wow, you look really tired. Ready to go back to work? Yellow poop? Seriously? Did you sterilize this? Sex? Now? You've got to be joking. You should sleep when the baby sleeps. She doesn't look anything like you. I thought you already had your baby. I did. Babies don't come with instructions, so there's newbies, helping new moms and new babies through the first year. Welcome to Newbies. Newbies is your online on-the-go support group guiding new mothers through their baby's first year. I'm your host, Kristen Stratton, certified birth doula, postpartum doula, and owner of Indu Season Doula Services. If you haven't already, be sure to visit our website at newmommymedia.com and subscribe to our weekly newsletter. You can also subscribe to our show through iTunes, so you automatically get new episodes when they're released. Here's Sunny with more ways you can be a part of our show. All right. Hello, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to Newbies. So we have totally changed things up on Newbies and how we record our shows, and that is perfect for you because it's so easy to get involved. So let me tell you a little bit about this. So basically, now that we've switched up how we record, you can connect with us um, straight from your own computer. So whether you're at work and you want to use that computer or, you know, you've got, you know, a great computer at home and good internet access at home, you can join our conversations. Whereas before, we did most of our recording in a studio in San Diego. And uh, now this is just really exciting because we get to open it up and uh, you can participate from wherever you live. So we're really hoping that parents join us from all over the country, even all over the world. I think some conversations that we have with parents all over the world could be really, really interesting to compare uh, parenting styles and just make the, the conversation a little more interesting. So if you're interested in being part of our shows, we would love to hear from from you so our producers can reach out to you and see if you're a good fit for any of the shows coming up. So head on over to our website at newmommymedia.com. There's information on the site there. It's a quick online application. Just it tells a little bit more about yourself. And uh, you can apply if you want to be just a parent on the show and have these conversations just with us parents. Or if you're an expert and you think that uh, you might have a good topic for some of the, the episodes that we're planning. So anyways, check us out at newmommymedia.com and get involved. All right, let's go ahead and meet our panelists. Um, let us know your name, your age, what you do, and how many kids you have. Let's start with Jillian. Hey, I'm Jillian Darlington. I am 35 years old. I live in San Diego. I am a single mom. I have an eight-year-old little boy, Taylor. I am also the CEO and founder of The Mom Co-app. It's a geolocation-based social networking app for moms to find mom friends. All right. And Jenna? I am Jenna McCarthy. I am old, so we'll just leave it at that. I live in Santa Barbara. I am an author. I am a speaker. I write fiction and nonfiction. And I have two daughters who are 10 and 12 and who shouldn't have a mom as old as I do, but they do. Well, they should. They have a mom as awesome as you are. I prefer to think of it that way. (laughs) Awesome is is an official age, just so you know. Thanks so much for joining us and welcome to the show. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. So before we kick off today's show, uh, sometimes we like to review apps. As you guys know, New Mommy Media, we have our own network app. And then all of our individual shows, including Newbies, has uh, their own apps available pretty much wherever you want to you know, purchase or, or download apps. And so we like to talk about other apps because let's face it, we're parents, we're on the go, and it's just easier to pull up an app to get information as opposed to you know trying to pull up a browser or something on our phone, right? So we're so fortunate. Jillian Darlington, she's created MomCo, MomCo app. And uh, Jillian, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about um, what your app does and how it helps moms? Yeah. So when I saw the geolocation feature in a dating apps like Tinder, I immediately thought, moms need something like this. So <laughs> so I went to work because I worked my butt off for like two years to make my amazing tribe of mom friends. And I just thought, you know what, what dating apps are doing for singles, let's do this for moms to make mom friends. Because man, I mean, having a tribe of amazing supportive friends really can make all the difference between happiness and you know, misery, basically, if you're, there's nothing worse than being lonely. So basically, what MomCo does, it's geolocation based. So all the moms that live closest to you show up first, you can use the search feature to find moms with similar age children, common characteristics, lifestyles. So basically, we're just trying to make it as easy as possible for moms to connect with other moms in their community. So they can connect on the app, or we have the playdate section, the events section. So we're really trying to get them to meet in person too. So we're trying to bridge the gap between turning virtual connections because we all have plenty of Facebook friends, but we moms need real, real people to go on walks with and go to the Can park. I get and amen to make us <laughs> Can I get well, amen? And just to remind us that we're not crazy and that we're not terrible parents. You know, we need that kind of circle to relate to what we're going through just to kind of validate our existence sometimes, you know. And uh, so we're doing that with MomCoast. Awesome. And so it's available on uh, the uh, iOS and Android right now? Yes, it is. It's available for iOS and Android and it gets better every iteration. So we're excited. And, and the moms seem to be absolutely loving it. Oh, I love that. I love that. And it is a free app. So you guys can always just check it out, see what you think. We're going to go ahead and put a link to it on our website and we'll promote it a little bit on social media as well. So if you're following us on Facebook and Twitter and all that good stuff, um, you'll see the link there. And uh, thanks so much for creating it, Jillian. It sounds like a great app and, and it can help a lot of mamas out there. It sounds like it already has. So thank you for doing that. My pleasure. I'm excited to to be able to do that for other moms. We take care of other people all day long. I want MomCo to be something that takes care of moms. Amen, sister. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Today on Newbies, we're discussing sex after baby. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. <laughs> Our expert today is Zoe Etkin, a sexual wellness coach, as well as a birth and postpartum doula. Thank you so much for joining us, Zoe, and welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. All right, Zoe, sex after baby. This is definitely something that new parents have to talk about, but when should a couple begin to discuss the sex life after they become parents? Well, ideally speaking, if they can, I think it's important to start talking about it before you even get pregnant. <laughs> um, if you have that luxury, certainly many of us already have kids. So, you know, that's sort of a different conversation to have. But I think if parents can talk about it before they become parents, uh, couples rather, then they can kind of assess some issues that they might already have in their sexual relationship that would only be heightened, you know, in, in sort of the time after the birth of a baby. So if you can talk about it before your baby comes, I think that's, that's really ideal. The earlier on in your journey, the better. So some moms are recovering from vaginal or cesarean births. What is the recommended amount of time to physically recover before having sex? Well, most midwives and OBs recommend waiting at least six weeks to engage in penetrative sex. And the reason for that is that the uterus is still in its process of involution, meaning that it's, it's getting smaller. It's, it's going down to its pre-pregnancy size, and that's why there's some postpartum bleeding and discharge as well. Most care providers want that to sort of, that process to be over before the mom engages in sex. Another reason is that scars from a cesarean birth or a vaginal birth could be tender. And so you kind of want to wait those six weeks out um, just to make sure everything is, is healed well. But there's definitely some people who are ready before then. And I think that, you know, just on a case by case, sort of how you feel comfortable with that uh, basis, but just knowing why the recommendation is six weeks. So what are some of the ways that parents can remain intimate or connected while mom does heal? You know, in the first few weeks after birth, I think even non-penetrative sex, could still be uncomfortable for the mom. So, and also could introduce germs into what is a, a space that's healing. So I think there's definitely other ways to set aside some time to be intimate with your partner. I think with having kids and location of intimacy being a, a challenge for some people, the shower is a great place to connect with your partner. And it's usually a thing that you both have to do <laughs> at some point in the day. So doing it at the same time can not only just be logistically kind of good, but the shower is nice and dark and warm and you can just kind of, you know, hold each other and have that physical connection and start cultivating that energy before you go on and have sex. Because I think it's really important to sort of build up to it and not feel like there's a big rush to have intercourse, but just building the intimacy before then I think is important. And as we know, this is so interesting, as we know with babies, skin to skin is so important for babies. It's also really important for us to do skin to skin with our partners. All the same good things can happen of the nervous system connecting and our heartbeat and our breath. So I think that's a really nice kind of first step while moms maybe not physically feeling like having sex yet. And panelists, what was your experience those first few weeks? Did you have any desire to be intimate with your partner? And, and how did that work? Let's start with Jillian. No, 
I mean, you're in, I had vaginal birth and I think any birth is extreme. You're, it's extremely painful. And if you're breastfeeding, I mean, your nipples mm-hmm. feel like they're literally going to fall off your body. So the last thing you kind of are thinking about is, hey, let's get it on. But I do think that it is very important to stay connected to your partner so you like each other because you're sleep deprived everything is going to annoy you and it's very easy to push your partner away during that time because you don't feel like they're very useful because nobody can really do that much for your infant besides you if especially if you're breastfeeding so but I think what men can do and I would encourage new moms to encourage their men to do this rub your wife's feet rub her shoulders rub her because she needs to associate good sensations with you. And if you're not having sex with your partner, you're not having that same sort of serotonin kick from being around. But if you if a husband or a partner can rub their spouse's feet or shoulders, it's a very similar sensation. And it creates that same kind of bond that you usually get from being intimate with that person. And what about you, Jenna? Okay, Jillian totally stole my answer, at least up until the part about rubbing your feet. I did not even want my husband to touch me at all. I felt like I have something pawing and clawing at me 23 hours a day. And if I had 30 seconds to lay down by myself, I wanted nothing to touch me. In retrospect, I'm thinking, I wish that I had this app and I wish I had these women to connect with who could have offered me suggestions like that because it might have been really helpful. But for me, the truth is, I, and I'm not proud of this, did not like my husband those first few weeks, felt like I was doing everything. My life changed um, completely and his changed uh, not at all. You know, he could like crack open a beer and get, you know, get up in the morning and go off to work with other grownups. And I'm like, what am I doing here? What happened to my life? So yeah, I think it's a really, really hard time. I think it's hard to, um, you know, I liked what Zoe said. You should talk about this as early as you can. But in realistically speaking, you don't know what that's going to look like. You know, it's, it's, it's hard on every level. So at least for those six weeks, get through it as best as you can without killing each other and then kind of revisit. Okay. I think I kind of have like a unique story. So you guys are going to think I'm crazy. So when I had my first baby, I did not know anything. Like I just really. I thought I knew everything, of course, um, but I really didn't know anything. And um, I had a C-section with my with my daughter, and uh, my husband actually was – he's in the military. So he was actually going to deploy. Um, he deployed four weeks after she was born. Um, and actually about two weeks postpartum – you know, crazy uh, – we actually did have sex. And if my mother-in-law's listening, please mute. So, yeah, we did. And I know now that well, that was a – you know, not necessarily recommended, you know, from a medical perspective, but B, I was like, I'm not going to have sex for like a year. So I'm going to do this now. <laughs> um, so yeah, anyway, that was kind of how that went. But with my second and third, I felt pretty similar to Jenna where I was touched out because I had toddlers and um, I was kind of like, mm, you know what? I'm just going to say no. 
And uh, that was, you know, that was a challenge in our relationship where, you know, we had to really be conscientious about um, developing intimacy in other ways that didn't involve, you know, sex in the traditional way. And go ahead, Jillian. Well, and my question for you, Kristen, is did it feel good? Like, did you like it? Like, <laughs> no, you know, I don't, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to deflate my husband's ego on, on, you know, my internet podcast. <laughs> no, but I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was painful. I have to say just in, even though I didn't have a vaginal birth, I was in labor with my daughter and, you know, I did, you know, hormonally, well, we'll talk about this with Zoe later, but you know, there are things that you got to do to make it a little bit easier. So yeah, well, but you know, it was, I, it was nice to connect with him in a way that, you know, I knew I wouldn't be able to connect with him, you know, for a, a long period of time. So I'd love to hear Zoe's opinion on this. Yeah, you know, I just want to say thanks for sharing all of that, all of you. That was really brave to talk about. Um, but what came to mind was, you know, six weeks is not this like magical number where most women are ready to go, you know, and I think that the way that the culture portrays it around sort of the medical establishment is like, okay, six weeks, like you can, you can exercise and you can have sex, but that doesn't mean that the body is ready or that the woman's mind is even ready. But, you know, hormonally, the body doesn't want to have sex at that point either, because especially if you're breastfeeding, right, because the, the body's kind of focused on that. So there's like, you know, decreased lubrication of the vagina. And that's not fun. <laughs> you know, no, that doesn't not. make for fun time. <laughs> Yeah, so that might be why it was painful for you. And also, um, you know, we can talk a little bit more about this, but scar tissue can also really make post-baby sex uncomfortable. So that could be another reason why, you know, just at six weeks, it's not like this, you know, just like your baby's not due on a certain day, your your sex life isn't like, you know, due Must to return at six weeks. At six weeks on the dot. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Right. It's just not realistic for most women. So I think that's important to to just like forgive ourselves a little right. bit. Like, okay, it's okay if I'm not ready. So when mom does feel like she's ready to begin having sex again, what are some of the ways she can ease back into things? Or does she have to just go back into like the traditional positions and, you know, sex as usual? What what are some of the ways she can ease back into things? Well, I think, you know, some women their personality and their body is ready to just jump back in. And that's great, you know, and, and kudos to those women, but that's not the case for many people. So, you know, penetration can be intense with a vaginal or cesarean birth because of scarring and just the sort of what happened to the pelvic floor through that experience. So I think it can be really good to ease into penetration without the expectation that it's going to lead anywhere in particular, like really, you know, testing it out, like you could just sort of like, have an experience with your partner, if you're comfortable talking to them about this of, you know, let's just try penetration and see how that feels before we like, actually have sex, let's just try it without this expectation of we're going to keep having sex necessarily, just to sort of see how it feels. Now, if you don't want to do that with your partner, you can absolutely do that by yourself. And I think that there's a lot of importance in exploring our own sexuality before we return to sexuality with our partners. So self-pleasure practices are really great. Uh, I think it's a really good way to just reconnect to your body in general after having a baby since, you know, it has changed in certain ways. And so you can really re-familiarize yourself with it and then also discover what might be new sensations and new aspects to it. So 
I think that's a kind of a, a good way to start is just starting with ourselves. So are there like positions or products that make this a little bit easier? Or what do you recommend to help a woman enjoy sex again when she is practicing with a partner? I think one thing to try first would be to do some scar tissue massage, which is not sexy. I mean, you can make it sexy if you want to, but a lot of women are dealing with scars after birth, either from a surgical birth or from, you know, vaginal or perineal tears. So those are going to be aspects that could make sex uncomfortable. So if we work on those first, then that can really take some of it, you know, some uncomfortableness out of the picture when we start having sex with our partner. So scar tissue massage is really great. And um, the best oil to use for scar tissue massages is castor oil, uh, which you might be familiar with. And you just want to test it and make sure you don't have an allergy because some people do have an allergy to castor oil, but it actually increases T-cells. There's research around how it really can help break up scars. So that's going to really help first. And then in terms of the products that I like, I think, you know, a good vibrator goes a long way. I really like uh, these two brands, Fun Factory. Um, They make really woman-friendly products. And then Intamina, which you might be familiar with, they make vibrators and they also make menstrual cups. So they have like a lot of uh, products for, for women, which is pretty cool. Also yoni eggs. I don't know if you're familiar with those, but yoni eggs are kind of like a vaginal weight. They're made from different materials, sometimes jade, and you can actually hold those in your vagina and sort of work on your pelvic floor strength after baby, because that's definitely going to be an aspect that you want to, you know, give some care to after. And I'm thinking maybe a glass of wine here or there, <laughs> or, or a beer if you're a beer girl. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think why I don't think of those first myself is because I think that's the recommendation that a lot of care providers will give for women who have sexual pain is like, well, you just need to loosen up. But sometimes that's true for some people. But I think also there's these other issues to address first. But I think maybe making a date night out of it could also sort of build intimacy and make it more exciting and and sort of having that building of energy over the day of like knowing you're going to have this special evening with your partner. I think that can definitely make it more comfortable. So it's not just like he walks in after work and he's like, hey, so, you know, you want to do it tonight? It might be important to have some planning around that so that you kind of know, okay, tonight I'm going to do it. And you can sort of prepare yourself for it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. You definitely have to prepare yourself for it. And I would say if you can have somebody take the kid up, like have a nap, like have a day where like you feel like a human being again, like if you're gonna decide that this okay, this is the first time I'm gonna have sex after baby, just have a day where you can try to feel as close to as a normal person and prepare to pump and dump because you know, you haven't had you haven't gotten drunk in like, probably like, almost a year at this point. And it will definitely just take away a lot of your nerves, like take a couple shots of tequila, have a glass of wine. And you know, because it's gonna it's not you're not gonna I mean, our bodies have gone through this huge metamorphosis. We don't feel sexy. We, you know, it's not going to be this like bounce, wow, wow sort of experience. And so I think if you can be in a 
fun, kind of silly state when you're doing it and not taking it too seriously, I highly recommend that because it's not going to be this red light romantic thing. It's going to be more like a science experiment the first time. And you're going to have, you need lots of lube and not just for your vagina, but but for your mind as well. So that's my recommendation from from a, a one mom who had to who had a vaginal birth who had to have sex again and it can be really it can be scary so you know you need to kind of emotionally and mentally prepare yourself for it too yeah i think that's really good advice Jillian. i think that a good tip about the lube you know vaginal dryness you definitely want to have have that with you but the mental prep i think is really important too and i think it can be kind of intense to think like something just came out of there and now something has to go back in there and I don't know about that and the more work that you can do to prepare yourself mentally for it even if that's you know maybe talking to other moms about their experience that could be helpful too and just kind of see what works for them and what they did when we come back we will continue our discussion about sex after baby we'll be right back America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome back to the show. We're talking with Zoe Etkin about our postpartum sex lives. Zoe, sometimes as moms, we are struggling with fatigue, postpartum hormonal changes, mood disorders, and just a general feeling of being overwhelmed. So how can we communicate these concerns to our partners so that we can build intimacy instead of resentment? You know, like I said earlier, the sooner you can talk about this stuff with your partner, the better. And I think sometimes people need a third party involved in the conversation. So I think, you know, reaching out to a therapist or a sex coach to break the ice, you know, is okay too. But I know it can be hard to broach the subject of sex with our partners sometimes because it can take the sexy out of it, you know, just sort of analyze your sex life with your partner. But the only way that he or she is going to know that you're going through something with your sexuality after baby is you know, if you tell them. Um, and I think, you know, I've worked with some women who were, were really concerned about that conversation. And once they finally had it, they came to find that their partner was, oh, yeah, this is good to talk about. I've been thinking about this too. If you feel like it's hard for you to have that conversation by yourself, you know, by all means, use some type of third party. Or you can see a sex coach yourself and then just have them kind of coach you through the experience as well. I think that can be very helpful. But in terms of the resentment, you know, I think Jillian and I were talking earlier about how intimacy, you know, releases good hormones that make us feel bonded to our partner. And so like we were talking about uh, in the last half, using other ways of intimacy to get those that hormonal release, like a foot massage or just kind of, you know, being skin to skin with our partner, kissing and that kind of thing can release some of those hormones so that we feel we still have those fuzzy feelings. Because I think when we don't have those fuzzy feelings, we do start to feel a little resentful of them and sharper toward them. I know, you know, when it's been a while for me and my husband, I start noticing all of his flaws a little bit more. (laughs) I start getting annoyed with him a little bit more. And then when we have sex, it's like, okay, 
yes, we're bonded again because of that hormonal release. So if we can get those hormonal releases in little ways that are not sex, um, if we're not ready for that, I think that can just sort of soften the situation. Right. Because there's this presumption that dads need sex to feel loved and moms need love to want sex. And so, you know, panelists, did you struggle to connect with your partner after baby? And did this negatively affect your sex life? I'd love to hear from Jenna. Well, I've interviewed a lot of dads over the years, and they all say some version of the same thing. They're like, dude, my wife is so scary. She's so scary. And when I ask her what she wants, she'll say these vague things like, you know, I want more help around here. And guys are, I mean, assuming you're not married to a jerk, you have to go into it with the assumption that he wants to make you happy. He just has no idea how to do it. And it's kind of up to us. And I know we're like taxed to the nth degree, especially at this point. But you literally need to say, this is exactly what I need you to do to make me happy. I need you to change this diaper. I need you to take that trash out. I'm going to go lay down for 20 minutes and then maybe I'll like you enough to want to get naked. But if you're not saying that, if you're just going, I need more help around here, that doesn't fix anything. That doesn't help anything. I mean, the onus is kind of on us in that sense, I think. And Jillian? You need to like your partner. And I think it is so difficult to do sometimes when, especially when you have a newborn because of exhaustion, because you're physically in pain, because there's something hanging off of you all day long. I encourage moms to have sex with their husbands. I think it's so easy for to go so long without being intimate with your partner that you just become like a partner. You become like a friend and that's not good for the relationship because you need to have some sort of other like warm, fuzzy feeling or everything your husband is going to do is going to annoy the hell out of you. So I think you need that serotonin push that sex brings to bond you back to your partner, especially since there is another human being now in your relationship. So I think sex with your partner after baby is one of the most important times for you to continue to have a good sexual bond with your partner. So you don't want to kill him. So a difficult birth can affect our sexual relationships. So how can a couple overcome some of these traumas and heal their relationship? Well, I think the woman, you know, she's going to need to do some of her own work around her birth trauma, which could include physical work like pelvic floor physical therapy or scar tissue massage, but could also include more emotional work, like writing your birth story and sharing that in a safe mama circle and processing it with other moms. I think that can really help. And then the dad too. I think, you know, there's not enough opportunities for dad to talk about birth and their experience with the birth. So finding some type of safe place for them to do that with other partners, I think could be good. But I think there's some other interesting therapies out there for trauma release that might be interesting to try that a lot of people are not aware of. There's actually a trauma release therapy called TRE, which just means trauma release exercises. And it uses this methodology of tremoring. It's really, really cool, where it really can help get sort of the trauma inside of you out through this nervous system response. So I just wanted to put that out there because I actually have a friend who does that work in San Diego for the local moms there. Um, If you're interested, I can give you that information. But I think together, you just need to really talk about it. And I think that sort of the moral of all of these questions and the moms here have shared that direct communication is so vital in this time. Yeah, absolutely. And panelists, when did you feel like you guys got to a place where you were actually enjoying being intimate again? Jenna? Enjoying it kind of took a while. I won't lie. 
at the risk of being a little bit graphic at first, I remember thinking, oh my God, a nine plus pound baby came out of there. What on earth is this going to feel like? And I was expecting one thing. Let's just say, I'll just keep it vague. It felt the exact opposite of what I thought it was going to feel like. So all those comments about lots of lubrication, that's going to be important and helpful. But I will not lie because that's my MO in life. It was two years before I was enjoying it, thinking about it, you know, getting excited about the idea of it. It was pretty perfunctory for a while. I, I mean, it just was. I was I was so tired. And although I'm a crazy person, so when I had my oldest newborn baby, I was also a um, a radio DJ and had to get up at 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I pumped breast milk on the air. That was fun. But I was so incredibly sleep deprived in so many ways that I just, I couldn't catch up, you know, and there, we didn't have a lot of, we had no family in town. We didn't have a lot of like romantic getaways. It was more like, you know, I'm doing this because I know I need to do it, but it's not the funnest. And I can honestly tell you, I remember the switch like going, oh, I, I don't know what happened, but I mean, I kind of feel frisky. Thank God. I thought that was dead and buried. Took a while. <laughs> oh, Women are different. Shocking. They don't start with desire, right? Oh, hey, they don't have penis. No, they, they I mean, we don't start with desire. We don't. My husband, to this day, we've been together 20 years. He'll be like, you want a piece of this? I'm like, ne no, ne never. I do not walk around wanting a piece of that. You can make me want a piece of that, and it's not that hard, but I do not walk around with a Woody. I, I don't. I don't have that capability. So I think it's super important for women to acknowledge and for us to acknowledge to each other so we all don't feel like the weird, freaky one that's not sexed up enough that it's okay if you're not walking around feeling it, and it's okay to agree to do it not when you hate him or you're, you know, you really, really don't want to, but agree to the idea of it and give him a chance to make you want it. Just, just go, go that far. Like I'm going to let him try to get me in the mood because you don't, you're not supposed to be in the mood. That's just not how you're built. So you're good. Thank you so much, Zoe, and our wonderful panelists for joining us today in our discussion about sex after baby. And for our Newbies Club members, our conversation will continue after the end of the show as Zoe will share some of her tips for tracking signs of fertility and avoiding pregnancy while breastfeeding. For more information about the Newbies Club, please visit our website at newmommymedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so we have a funny baby oop story uh, that I want to share with you guys. We ask you guys to submit stories, funny things that have happened between you and your baby during that first year. And uh, this one was really funny. Um, this comes from Teresa. And uh, here's what she said. The only one I can think of right now is me driving to church one day after having my first. I had a little green escort manual transmission, which means you have to put the emergency brake up when parking. You guys know where this is going, right? I was parked right at the door. So I 
left my little one in the car in the back seat sleeping while I ran into the front desk to get something. Then the lady said, go get your car. I turned around and my car had rolled backwards and was leaning on a a creep myrtle tree. I don't know what kind of tree that is. About 100 feet away from the parking spot. I ran out the door to the car looking like a complete fool, I'm sure. And uh, of course, checked my baby first. He was still sleeping. I got in my car and removed it from the tree and back up to the spot where I originally had it. And um, I got him out and showed him off a little. um, And he seemed to be fine. It was so embarrassing. He's almost 10 now. So it must not have rattled him too much. She probably (laughs) thought it was like one of those really awesome like baby swings or something. Oh my! Well, especially it was still sleeping, but oh my gosh! Can you just imagine what's going through oh, that mama's God. head? I mean, it, it has to be something out of a movie, you guys, to see a, like a car yeah, start definitely. to roll backward and to know your baby's inside of it. Like, oh my gosh! After you have a, like a little mini heart attack, you know, it must not have been too big of a hill for uh, it not to wake the baby. So, I guess that's that's the good side of this, right? If you guys have a baby, oops, you want to share with our audience, we would love to hear it. So you can send it to us through our website. Just go to the contact link, or also through our website. Uh, there is a little gray button on the side that says send voicemail. So you can actually send us a voicemail straight through the computer and we'll read it on a future show. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to newbies. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Preggy Pals, for expecting parents, parent savers for moms and dads with infants and toddlers, and the boob group for moms who breastfeed, and twin talks for parents and multiples. Thanks for listening to newbies, your go-to source for new moms and new babies. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. How would you like to have your own show on the New Mommy Media Network? We're expanding our lineup and looking for great content. If you're a business or organization interested in learning more about our co-branded podcasts, visit our website at newmommymedia.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.